Hello everyone, you're listening to Smoking Snakes, Brazil War. I'm Gus Gomes, and this is a World War II history podcast production for Napier University, Edinburgh. In this program, we capture the moments of extraordinary bravery that have defined the Brazilian Expeditionary Forces campaign in World War II, from Brazil's declaration of war in the Axis power in 1942 to the Battle of Monte Castelo in 1944 and the liberation of Montes in 1945. In July 1944, a division of volunteer soldiers from the Brazilian Expeditionary Force were dispatched to Naples, Italy. Once there, the division was integrated into the US 4th Corps and initially tasked with providing reconnaissance missions for Task Force 45, a deployment which General Mark Clark, commander of the US 5th Army, hoped would pass off without much trouble. In fact, over the nine months we were there, the Brazilian division saw continuous and intense combat one grueling battle after another, through freezing weather and hunger, and what would become one of the most extraordinary campaigns ever fought by Brazilian troops. And this is their story. As World War II began, with Germany's invasion of Poland in September 1939, much of the American nations continued to maintain neutrality with the Axis powers. At a summit, in 1941, representatives from the US and Brazilian governments agreed on a pact of cooperation in order to protect the sovereignty of all nations in the continent. This included permission for the US to establish Task Force 3 in Brazil and to set up three air bases in the northeast of the country, where the city of Natal would become known as the springboard of victory, delivering constant supplies to the troops in North Africa. Soon, German and Italian reprisals would be heard of. From 1941 to 1943, German U-boats sank a total of 32 Brazilian merchant vessels along the coast, with the German submarine U-507 sinking a total of five vessels in two days and killing over 600 civilians and crewmen, bringing much suffering to the nation's spirit. Challenge and insult to Brazil. War. The government of Brazil recognizes the state of belligerence with Germany and Italy and breaks its diplomatic relations. Angry crowds of Brazilians marched through the capital city, Rio de Janeiro, demanding a response from the government to the latest German attack. On the 22nd of August 1942, the government of Getulio Vargas found itself with no other choice but to declare war on Germany and Italy, a very bold decision for a country such as Brazil when the outcome of the war was far from predictable. Although Brazil had declared war on Germany and Italy in 1942, there were a series of setbacks regarding the early stages of organising the Brazilian Expeditionary Force. Typical of Brazilian red tape and lack of quick decision making, was some of the great weaknesses in the Feb's formation. Consequently, it took the country almost two years to be able to produce its troops. Meanwhile, in Germany, radio broadcasts and newspapers were saying that es wird sein, eine it will be easier to see a snake smoking than Brazilian troops Europa fighting camp. in Europe. Within days, volunteering was opened, reservists called up and mass conscription intensified. 
and the country was able to assemble a force totalling over 25,000 men and women to fight in Europe. By the time of its birth, the obvious front to send the Feb was North Africa, because of the similarity to Brazilian climatic conditions. However, the Allies' ability to end the war in that theatre seemed to top Brazilian enthusiasm. As a result, early in 1944, the Brazilian general, Mascarenhas de Moraes, visited the Italian front, which at that time, the Feb's command thought the climate would not be so harsh for the troops to withstand. They could not have been more wrong. By comparison with the US Army, the Feb infantry training consisted of every type of warfare possible but that of mountain warfare, and this was the typical terrain faced in Italy. For the majority of the troops, training was given to a reasonable degree, but far less than what the average US infantry divisions were used to. In early July 1944, the first 5,000 Feb soldiers left Brazil for Europe, aboard the United States naval ship General Mann. On July 16, 1944, the 6th Infantry Regiment Feb from the state of São Paulo landed in Naples, where they joined the US Task Force 45. The first few weeks of the Brazilian troops in Italy were dedicated to acquiring the proper equipment to fight on Italian terrain, and to gain combat experience through training. After that, the troops were moved to Tarquinia, 350 kilometers north of Naples, where the US 5th Army was based. In 1944, the Italian Front bore a close resemblance to the multinational force makeup of the French Front during World War I in 1918, with an Allied force constituted by British, Americans, including segregated troops, French members of the British Commonwealth, and French and British colonies, as well as Brazilians, Poles, Greeks, Czechs, and anti-fascist Italians. The Brazilian troops were a non-segregated multinational force in itself, with most of its soldiers being conscripts of various ethnic backgrounds, such as Portuguese, Italian, German, African, Polish, Japanese, Russian, as well as others. The Brazilians' first missions involved reconnaissance operations for the Fourth Corps, which lasted until the end of August. However, after the capture of Rome and the Normandy invasion in June, Men experienced American and French units, the equivalent of a total of seven divisions, were pulled out of Italy during the summer of 1944 to participate in Operation Dragoon, the Allied invasion of southern France. During Operation Olive, the major Allied offensive in the autumn of 1944, the Gothic Line defensive breached in both the British 8th Army and US 5th Army fronts, but without a decisive breakthrough. By now, Churchill had high hopes that a significant breakthrough would open the way for the Allied armies to advance into northern Italy. In view of his advanced training, the 6th Infantry Regiment Feb was called upon to the Arno and Circular River Valleys. After a short adaption period, the troops' first combat order consisted of a reconnaissance mission in the small city of Marsorossa on 18th of August 1944. But the Brazilians ended up taking the city and later liberating a number of Tuscan villages on the way north. After Massarossa came Bonzano, two days later came Camayorai and other small towns taking enemies by surprise. We came through the woods from where the soldiers were not expecting us. We took two Italians who were guarding machine gun position and they led us to a nearby camp where we captured a whole squad from the Monterosa division who was there playing cards without any worries 
Such was the surprise. With the arrival of the 1st Regiment Feb at the end of October 1944, the Brazilian troops were redirected to the base of the Apennines, where they would spend the next few months facing a harsh winter and the resistance of both the Bernhard and Gustav lines, best known as the Gothic Line. By then, the Brazilians had already conquered Monte Prano, Fornaci and Galicano, controlled the Sergio Valley without many casualties and seen action around the city of Barga and San Quirino. The presence of Brazilian troops in Italy made a strong political impression upon the German High Command. Due to the large amount of men of Italian extraction in the 6th Regiment Feb, friendly contact with Italian civilians was a very positive trait of the whole Feb campaign, and this was also the case with the rest of the Brazilian units. In view of this, German propaganda directed its attention to the fighting Brazilian troops in Italy, with leaflets drops and hour-long daily broadcasts from Berlin Radio, in Portuguese called Radio Auri Verdi, or Golden Green Hour. In trying to break the Gothic line, the 4th Corps threw the Brazilian 6th Regiment against the German 148th Infantry positions. With the four Brazilian companies thinly spread across the front, and the rest of the regiment in reserve, peril lurked right in front of the battle-weary Brazilians. In the early hours of the attack, the Brazilian troops suffered a severe barrage of mortar and automatic weapons, which kept the troops from receiving any kind of supplies. It didn't take long for swarms of German soldiers to advance towards the Brazilians. One of the men came up to me and said, Sir, I ran out of bullets. Soon after this, we were getting surrounded. So I told the men to let the Germans come as close as possible, and only then, shoot to kill. Then the Germans came again, and again at us. I could see them getting killed at no more than five metres or so from our foxholes. I clearly remember a German soldier carrying a handheld machine gun, and his mate alongside him feeding the weapon, and they were still coming towards us. After the fourth wave of attack, we had virtually ran out of ammunition, so we were forced to retreat back to camp. The Brazilian troops learnt the hard way, as they charged Monte Castello and Monte Belvedere on three occasions under the command of 4th Corps, and again on the 29th of November and the 12th of December 1944, under supervision of Brazilian officers. The last two attempts were to prove catastrophic, for the troops were made easy targets and against heavily guarded German positions. While advancing, we started to draw machine guns fire and mortar. I quickly threw myself into a ditch and I was completely pinned down, and unable to raise my head for hours. If I had tried, I would end up dead. The Brazilians sustained 344 casualties in the last two attacks. By this time, the Feb Division had already adopted an arm patch depicting a green snake smoking a pipe, a pre-war wisecrack made by the German High Command about Brazil sending troops to fight in Europe. The slang, the snake is going to smoke, was created among the troops, meaning that a big fight was about to happen. For the remainder of the winter, the Feb 1st Infantry Regiment, along with the 5th Army, kept the pressure up against the German-Italian troops. During this period, several Brazilian soldiers received American, British and French decorations in recognition of their heroic actions. By January 1945, the Allied offensive was made impractical by the severe winter weather. The main actions during the winter months were basically patrolling, something that the Brazilian troops knew how to do very well. In February 1945, Allied Operation Encore saw elements of the 4th Corps formed by the Brazilian Expeditionary Force and the US 10th Mountain Division battling forward across minefields in the Apennines in an effort to align their front with that of the US 2nd Corps on their right flank. 
on the 21st of February 1945, at 0600 hours, the whole of the Brazilian division pushed forward on a final attack on Monte Castelo. This time, the Brazilian troops were prepared to face fierce resistance from the German division, aided by covering fire from the Feb Artillery Division, which fired several rounds from 105-250 mm guns and mortar attack, and with air support by the Brazilian 1st Fighter Squadron, depriving the German troops from artillery positions, which had been commanding the approaches to Bologna previous to the narrowly failed Allied attempt during the autumn. The Feb final offensive on Monte Castello came to a close at 17.20 hours on February 21st. The Brazilian troops overcame the limitations imposed upon their combat and experience by establishing a superior firepower compared to that of the German positions, and subsequently pushing the German defences out from the commanding high point of Monte Castello and Monte Belvedere. This was the division's first successful major operation, and the victory helped to renew the Feb self-esteem after what was a very intensive battle. After Monte Castello, the Brazilian 1st Regiment played an important role in other missions around the Apennine region, including the conquest of Castle Novo and a series of mountain positions in the Reno Valley, until it came to the Spring Offensive and the final thrust into the Po Valley. By April 14th, the Brazilian 1st Division was engaged in its most difficult mission in the Gaggio Montano. Under an intensive barrage of enemy fire and dangerous minefields, the Brazilian troops initiated its assault on the city of Montese. The German mass retreat had started, however, the German division left behind to defend Montese was in no mood to make it easy for the Brazilians. After heavy combat and fierce resistance, the Feb's division's determination and perseverance paid off in the afternoon. This was a significant victory for both the Feb and the Allies, as described by the commander of the 4th Corps. In a day such as yesterday, only the Brazilians deserved my unrestricted congratulations. With the blaze of their achievements and their courageous spirit, the Brazilian division is able to teach others how to conquer a city. Soon after, the troops of the 6th Regiment surrounded the entire German 148th Wehrmacht Infantry Division, parts of the 80th Panzer Division, several Italian units and more than a thousand vehicles. On April 29th, General Heinrich von Wittenhoff signed the instrument of surrender on behalf of the German Army Command, bringing hostilities in the Italian theatre to an end. Meanwhile, the news of Hitler's death put an end to the fighting in Europe. By the time the war was over, the Feb had lost 465 soldiers killed in action, 2,722 wounded, 35 imprisoned and 16 missing in action. By the time the soldiers were returning home, the Feb had already been decommissioned. 